Atlantic pretty often. I have my favorite ships, you see. And I have a habit of waiting for certain vessels I favor. It may be prejudice, but I was only cheated on a good passage once in my life. I remember it very well. It was one June, and the Kamchatka was a ship I always loved to travel on. I say was, because she emphatically no longer is. She's uncommonly clean and a run aft. She has enough bluffing off in the bows to keep her dry, and a lower berth for most of them double. She has a lot of advantages, but I won't cross that duck pond in her again. Why? You'll find out. You'll find out the terror that was curtained in the upper berth on the June crossing of the Atlantic that year, when all the drowned souls who ever were endeavored to drag me beyond midnight. The new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McCabe. Since Biotechs appeared on the market, we've had many endorsements from time to time, and these can be seen in our office. I am broadcasting some of these to you, and will do so as they come to hand. Uh, Mrs. M. V. Krauser of Fifth Avenue Pine Town, Natal, wrote and said, Here's a letter from me of appreciation to the makers of Biotechs. I am highly satisfied with Biotechs and have introduced my friends to your product and so far there has not been one complaint that it does not live up to the claims you make for it. I have two sons aged two and a half and one year. The elder boy gets filthy dirty and his clothes are pretty much the worst for wear at the end of the day. The baby naturally drags himself about and his little diaper has become very black and dirty at the end of each day too. The point I'm trying to make with you is that every night I soak these diapers and the elder child's clothing in biotechs, and in the morning, all I have is a slight rubbing and rinsing, and that's it. The name again is Biotechs. Lower birth, please. The steward took my portmanteau, greatcoat, and rug. I shall never forget the expression on his face. I supposed at the time, as he led me into the lower regions, that the steward had had a little grog. But I said nothing and followed him. 105 was on the port side, well aft. There was nothing remarkable about the cabin. The lower berth was double. There was the usual washing apparatus. The folded blankets looked like large buckwheat cakes. The general air was one of desolation, I remember. Uh, <clears throat> I'll try and make you as comfortable all I can, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you, sir. So. I hope it'll be a good crossing for you. No, one passes across the Atlantic very much like another. Whales and icebergs are always indeed objects of interest. But after all, one whale is very much like another whale. One rarely sees an iceberg at close quarters. Uh, I agree, sir. No, one don't. I must say, I'm not looking forward to the first day at sea. People pace the decks and stare at one. Everything's 
uncertain. No one knows whether food's going to be good or bad or indifferent. Seasickness. No, I don't like the first day. Not that I'm generally sick, but new sailors, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, sir, if everything... Yes, 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 thanks very much. I'm sure you want to go and look after more passengers now. Oh, thank you, sir. Pleasant trip. I had the funny feeling, even then, that he was thinking me a queer fish. I don't know why. I also felt he didn't like number 105. But, I mean, he wasn't going to live in it. I wasn't very keen either, but it didn't worry me unduly. I wasn't very pleased to find I was to have a companion, I have to admit. Before I'd been long in bed that night, he came in too. He was very tall, very pale, very thin with sandy hair and whiskers. He was overdressed and a bit odd. I didn't like him and made up my mind I'd give him a miss whenever possible. If he rose early, I decided I would rise late and vice versa. Anyway, I was pretty tired that first night. And perhaps the cabin wouldn't be so bad after all, I thought. It's a fine morning, and it's not a fine morning. I don't think it's much of a morning myself. Well, no, it's not a very fine, must admit. You're the doctor, aren't you? My name's Brisbane. 
I'm it's just what I call ugly weather. Uh, yes, I'm the doctor. How do you do? How do you do? Very cold last night, I thought. However, when I looked, I found the porthole was wide open. Hadn't noticed it when I went to bed. Cabin was damp, too. Damp? Whereabouts are you? 105. One. 100. Whatever's the matter? Hmm? Oh, nothing, nothing. No. Hmm? Only, uh... No, it's just that everybody's complained of that cabin for the last three trips. Oh, well, I shall complain, too. Certainly hasn't been properly aired. Shame. Look, uh... I don't believe it can be helped. <coughs> you see, I believe there's something... Uh, what? Well, it's not my business to frighten passengers. Oh, you needn't be afraid of frightening me. I can stand any amount of damp. <laughs> if I get a cold, I shall come to you. It's not so much the damp. However, I just say you'll get along very well. You have a roommate? Mm. The juice of a fellow who bolts out during the night and leaves the door open. Doctor, you keep staring at me. Did he come back, this fellow? Yes, yes. I was asleep, but I woke up and heard him moving. Then I felt cold and went to sleep again. This morning I found the porthole open. Look, look here. I don't care much for this ship. I don't care a rat for a reputation. I'll tell you what I'll do. I have a good-sized cabin up here. I'll share it with you. I don't know you from Adam. Uh, very good of you, Really, I mean, I think even now the cabin could be aired and cleaned out or something. Why don't you care for the ship? Uh, we're not superstitious in our profession, sir. But the sea makes people so. I don't want to prejudice you, and I don't want to frighten you. But if you'll take my advice, you'll move in with me. I, well, I'd as soon see you overboard as know that you or any other man with a sea 105... Gracious. Why? Just because on the last three trips, the people who have slept there actually have gone overboard. I was sure the doctor wasn't pulling my leg, but I was resolute all the same. I told him that even if three people had gone overboard, I was going to prove the exception. At breakfast that morning, I noticed that one or two of the officers looked grave. When I'd finished my meal, I left the dining room. I was informed by the steward that the captain of all people wanted to see me. I went toward the captain's cabin and found him waiting for me. Sir, I, uh, I want to ask a favor of you. Uh, do anything to oblige you. Your roommate has disappeared. He's known to have turned in early last night. Um, did you notice anything extraordinary in his manner? You don't mean to say he's gone overboard. I fear he has. He's the, the fourth, then. And I told the captain what the doctor had told me. He seemed annoyed. Then I told him what had occurred in the night. He was shocked and looked very grave. Mm. What you say coincides almost exactly with what was told to me by the roommates of the two of the others who disappeared from 105, the boat out and down the passage. Two of them were seen to go overboard by the watch. Nobody, however, saw or heard the man who was lost last night. 
The others. <clears throat> you searched, of course. Of course. We stopped and lowered the boats, but we found nothing. Now, sir, I beg you not to mention this to any of the other passengers. I don't want the ship to get a bad name, and nothing hangs about the ocean going like stories of suicides. You shall have the choice of the officers' cabins, including mine, for the rest of the trip. Is that a bargain? Yes, but I shan't move, thank you. If the steward will just take that unfortunate man's things out, I'll stay where I am. You'd have no fear that I'll follow him. I'd rather... Thank you, Captain. I'd rather stay where I am. Just one or two small things. I, I'd like the room cleaned and aired. I'd like the fastening of the port looked into. The thing was open this morning. Uh, maybe the catch is loose or something. Hmm. Of course, you've every right to stay where you please, but... Oh, well, hang it, man. I, I, I wish you'd let me lock the place up and have done with it. Toward evening, I met the doctor again. And he asked me whether I'd changed my mind. I told him I had not. He didn't say much. Just... You will. Before long. with the detergent-proof formula won't wash off. It's detergent-resistant. Rally gives sure wax protection that deep and long-lasting. And the finish is fast, very fast. Johnson's Rally Car Wax in liquid or paste form. Soak, soak, that's all you have to do. Soak, soak, just for an hour or two. Amazing new biotech soak stubborn stains away. Clean, clean. Everything soon will be clean, clean. For all the world to see. Soak, soak. Stains away easily when you use new biotech. Get amazing new biotech today and let soaking do the washing. Yes, sir. What the deuce do you mean, you scoundrel? Leaving the port open every night. That's against the regulations. Do you realize if the ship healed and water started to come in, ten men couldn't shut it? I'm going to report you to the captain for endangering the ship. Sir? Well? Sir? well if you please, sir. There's nobody on board as can keep that port all shut. You can try it yourself, sir. I ain't staying on this ship any longer once she docks, sir. If I was you, sir, I'd just... Just clear out and go and sleep with a surgeon or something. I don't want to sleep with a surgeon. Uh, try the port now, sir. Wait, sir. There, sir. Try it now, sir. It's fast. Mm. Wait. Yes, sir. But I'll wager my reputation as an A1 steward that within half an hour that thing will be open again. If I find it open in the night, I'll give you a fiver. It's not possible. 
Driver, did you say, sir? Oh, thank you, sir. Good night, sir. Pleasant repose and all manner of enchanting dreams, sir. Good night, sir. you change your mind. Had a bad night, huh? You want to pick me up? Have a capital recipe. No, thank you. But I would like to tell you what happened. Uh, come to my place. The peculiar thing was I couldn't get the blasted port closed. I struggled and struggled and actually bent the brass fittings before I finally got it to stay. You bring your bags here. Stay with me. No. You come and take half of my cabin for a night. Help me get to the bottom of this thing. Uh, you'll get to the bottom of something else if you try. What? The bottom of the sea. I'm leaving this ship. It's not canny. You won't help it, then? Not I. It's my business to cure passengers' ailments. Not monkey about with ghosts and things. You really believe it is a ghost? Have you any reasonable explanation of these things to offer? No, you have not. You say you'll find an explanation. Well, I tell you once, sir. Because there isn't one. But my dear sir, can you tell me as a man of science that, that these things can't be explained? I can tell you, and I do. 
And even if they could be explained, I would not be concerned with that explanation. I've made up my mind to spend another night in 105. If the doctor wouldn't join me, I was determined to have the captain. Consequently, I told him the whole story. I said that if no one would spend the night with me, I would ask leave to have the light burning all night and would try it alone. The captain fell for my ploy. Look here. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll show you what's myself. And just see what happens. There may be some fellow skulking on board who steals a passage by frightening the people on this ship. It's just possible that there may be something queer in the carpentering of that berth. Then I suggest, Captain, we take with us the ship's carpenter and make a thorough examination of the whole cabin. Certainly. We will. We did that. We took the cabin bit by bit completely to pieces. We found nothing in the least bit extraordinary. As we were finishing our work, the steward, Roberts, looked in. Well, sir, did you find anything, sir? You were right about the porthole, Roberts. Here we are. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, begging your pardon, sir, I'm a plain man, sir. But it's my belief you'd better turn out your things and let the carpenter here run half a dozen four-inch screws through the door of this cabin. There's been four lives lost out of here, to my own remembrance. And that in four trips. Better give it up, sir. Better give it up. I'll try it for one more night. Signature to that, Mr. Brisbane? Yes, sir. Right. You see, I cannot afford to laugh at the affair. Your signature to this writing telling what we're about to do is at least proof that another responsible man believed that something queer was happening in room 105 this crossing. Oh, well, if both of us are all right after this night and we do observe or experience anything uncanny, then you and I together will fill in our experiences and emotions. If nothing happens tonight, We'll try it again tomorrow, the next day. Now, suppose we put your portmanteau before the door. One of us can sit on it. Nothing can get out then. Is the port screwed down? Yes. I like the reading man, as you suggest. And now we can see well into the other desk. And I... And she'll sit before the door. I search thoroughly. There's nothing in here to save ourselves. Nothing at all. It's impossible for any human being to get in. Or for any human being to open the port. All right. If we see anything now, it must be either imagination or something supernatural. First time it happened was in March. The person who slept here in the upper berth turned out to have been a lunatic. He'd taken this passage without the knowledge of his friends. He rushed out in the night and threw himself overboard before the officer of the watch could stop him. His suicide was accounted for on the grounds of his insanity. I've never heard of such a thing ever occurring before or after or in any other ship. Well, on the very trip... What are you looking at? 
riveted upon the porthole. The brass loop nut was beginning to turn very slowly upon the screw. It moves. It's loosened. Quick, it's loosened. I can turn it just with my hand. The queer thing is that the second man who was lost was supposed to have gone through that porthole. The weather was very heavy. There was an alarm that one of the ports was open as the sea was coming in. Down here we found the whole cabin flooded. The water poured in every time the ship rolled. Ever since then, that place smells of seawater. Oh, my word, I, I can smell it now, can't you? Yes. Smell like this, the place must be damp. And yet when the carpenter examined it this morning, it seemed perfectly dry. Why? How did that bolt on the port come loose, Captain? I saw it move. Hello. How did... It is engaged by something that's dead. 
I finished the trip in the surgeon's cabin. The captain never sailed again on that ship, although it is still running. I shall never sail her either. You see, I saw a ghost, if that's what the thing was. It was dead anyway. I believe that somehow that poor wretch who flung himself overboard, the first one, the lunatic, I believe he's condemned until that ship sails the Atlantic for the last time to sleep in the upper berth and hurl himself to his drowning death at night. Every night. I feel like dancing. But I thought you had a splitting headache. Well, that was five minutes ago. I've taken Grandpa Headache Powder since. Grandpa Headache Powders kill pain, soothe strained nerves and lift depression. Grandpa Headache Powders are extra effective because they have a triple action. Grandpa Headache Powders work extra fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Get fast, effective relief from any pain, all pain. Get Grandpa Headache Powders. Ah, Grandpa. Amazing new Biotechs acts with a biological action to soak out the stubbornest stains and loosen dirt. New Biotechs is great for all textiles and synthetics, whites and colors. It contains no bleach. Get amazing new Biotechs today and let soaking do the washing. Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotechs, the new soak and pre-wash powder. The program is adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McKinnon.